Alright, how's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Uncaped Crusaders View. A little bit late, I know, normally our episodes come out on Friday, but due to just a lot of stuff going on, which just tends to happen and there's not enough of you listening for it to really matter, um, <laughs> well, we just decided we're going to have this come out on uh, on Monday this week because we're recording it um, over the weekend, and uh, who knows, maybe this will work out better and maybe we'll start having them come out later. I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we just didn't want to be late to the party again with such a big thing like the Joker. I mean, we're always yeah. like, our timing is always off. We're like, the big trailer will drop the day after we record. Or, so yeah. we want to be actually on schedule with this. The only thing that worked out is literally when the, the, the Batman. Robert Pattinson Batman was announced while we were in the middle of recording. Yeah, that was crazy. Which but was yeah, awesome. we, but usually it's, it's the opposite. We're always late, right. you know. And then completely irrelevant, even more so than we already are. Now, the other annoying thing is we could have done, like, the way this was originally planned out, it would have been perfect. Because I was ready. I was going to see Joker at, like, 4 o'clock on Thursday. We were going to then record Thursday night, and then it would come out Friday. Like, it would have been perfect. Yeah. But then the Braves are in the playoffs, and so I went to game one of the NLDS. That is why my voice is gone. As yeah you can clearly hear which is just great for podcasting but uh <laughs> can't be helped so because it was very frustrating but anyway we don't have to talk about that series is tied at the moment so that's good but anyway it won't it won't be when this comes out hopefully <laughs> hopefully we're up but anyway um so because of that it just threw a wrinkle in it then i did uh some other work on friday and i wasn't able to see it till friday night but it works out because then Ian was able to see it. Uh, do you yeah. see it today? I did. Okay, perfect. So Ian saw it today. So we're both relatively fresh with this. We've both seen it in the last 24 hours. And so we're able to talk about that. And that's what this episode is going to mostly focus on. Of course, now with the way the podcast is, instead of us watching a movie, we watch a movie Batman related in some way, usually Justice League now because we finished all the Batman movies. And then we talk about that on the show instead. So it works out perfectly. Joker comes yeah. out, and that'll be this uh, this week's episode, which will come out fairly timely um, after the first weekend. Uh, it's also will be spoilers, so it's still relatively oh, yeah. early from when it came out. So just that's a warning right off the bat. Definitely spoilers. Ha- we're not has a, not going to talk already. about. Yeah, we're not going to not talk about anything. So just no, we have to. keep that yeah. in mind. Now, uh, before we get to that though, we got to do some of the the original things. We'll talk. Um, well, there's a ton of news. That that's the main thing. There's a ton of news we got to talk about uh, that has come in the last few weeks. So some of this stuff is a little bit older, just because it's been a few days since. Whoops, sorry. Since we uh, have done some stuff. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, we got Birds of Prey to talk about. We got Crisis and Suicide Squad. But the first thing is, did you see the the Scott Snyder comments from last week? Talking about how he believes no. Batman is happy, ultimately. No. Um, so this was Ooh, the tweet. This was his tweet. He said, I get asked sometimes if Batman can ever be happy, and the strange thing is, is that for me, he is, at least with being Batman. He created a family, but more than mm. this... He's dedicated to he's dedicated his life to something he believes in. It's life lived in service of and sacrifice for an ideal. 
Um, and then his second part said, his demons come from doubts about Batman's effectiveness, no doubts about his choice to be Batman. Don't get me wrong, there are opposing versions mm-hmm. I love, some are actually favorites, but that's the one I return to. So I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on that with the fact that Batman is at least happy with being Batman? I think it's interesting. I, I, I definitely agree with the second part where he talks about how, um, what was the second part where he said like, he said, uh, he, his demons come from doubts about Batman's effectiveness, not about his yes. choice to be Batman. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on, but, uh, but even the, the beginning part, I, I think there's a lot of hint to that where, I mean, a, a lot of truth to that, that yeah. I've always kind of agreed with. I, I always kind of saw it as really his, any chance of him having a happy life died in that alley that night. Right. And really the years after that was searching for really his purpose and, and what was going to give his life meaning because he essentially died. His parents died. And so him becoming Batman, you know, is is what fills that void. And so I, I think the idea of him being Batman, seeing the good that he does do and that does come from it, you know, just the idea that while he's Batman, there may not ever be another kid who loses his parents in an alley like he did. Right. could give him some happiness to a degree but you know but it is i mean it, it is essentially a tragedy as well because you know especially in, that's why i love mask of phantasm because that yeah, is that yeah. scene where he he puts on the mask for the first time and it's not a a glorious scene it's not epic it's it's him in the shadow just looking at this like once i do this that's my future you know family kids a good life that's all gone once I once I commit to this. But and Alfred being horrified. Exactly. Yeah. So I I, I like that a lot. I've, I've always I think there's so much like duality in Batman that like people even in Nolan films just kind of barely scratch the surface about the philosophy right. and stuff. That, that's that's what makes him the most interesting character because his questions like this like is he actually happy? You know more so than oh well who would he win in a fight against? You know. Well, the other thing about Mask of Phantasm because I think this is the only medium other than comics that has ever touched on this at all yeah yeah. um except for maybe the animated series right a couple episodes of yeah um but it's the fact that like the whole build-up with him and andrea is before he puts on the mask exactly it's it's still him finding purpose in something and he has a direction at the moment but he hasn't quite gotten off completely and he's still trying to see if there's any sliver of chance where he might, or the answer might not be that. But once yeah. it is that, it's fully that. And it's fully committed to that. And that's another thing why I don't like the Catwoman romances as much. Sure. Um, with the way they're done. I like I like the way they're done to a degree, but not when they're taken fully seriously. Yeah. Because of that same type of thing. Because I agree with you. I think once, once the choice was made, that was it. I mean, it's, it's over yeah. and we're going to see him all the way until, you know, what we saw in Batman beyond. I mean, yeah. that, that's, the or, future. or he dies. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I mean, that, that's yeah, the future. I think that's what makes him a hero because I think it's the opposite. I think if he, if he never became Batman and, and did end up with someone like Andrea, you know, I think if he looked out and saw everything that was happening in Gotham, then he would be unhappy more so than he ever will be as Batman. You know, even all the, the trauma and the, and the grief that he goes through as Batman, you know, all the, all the losses and people that die. I think him just, you know, sitting in his mansion watching Gotham tear itself apart would make him even, you know, more unhappy than he could ever be. 
I never even thought about that, but that's a good point. Yeah. I probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, but okay. anyway, that that was kind of it. I just saw in a little article about about that that post, which was which was uh, interesting. And, and there's a whole article on comicbook.com that's about it. I don't I I don't remember what the article necessarily said. It was mostly just talking about kind of the thoughts on that. But I just thought that was interesting. Well, it's, it's glad to see someone with the last name Snyder who actually understands Batman. <laughs> right, of course, uh, <laughs> Scott Snyder. Uh, greater than Zack Snyder. Um, anyway, so I just thought that was kind of cool. Uh, some other stuff. So what's next? I'm trying to think of what was next. Maybe chronologically, uh, there's suicide squad news. Oh, uh, didn't casting stuff come out? I mean, like other than what we already know, I thought there was like casting that came out with like characters that are going to be played. Maybe not. For some reason, I thought I, that was. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I was wrong. It's been a while since I wrote down these things. Um, oh, sure. Okay, well, forget it then. Anyway, Suicide Squad's coming out sometime. Unfortunately. When Hopefully it's good. Hopefully. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be better. Right, right, right. Definitely. Well, James Gunn's in charge, so that's always a good yeah. sign. Uh, Crisis. Crisis yes. on Infinite Earths. We've seen a bunch of stuff coming out of that. Obviously, it's the biggest thing DC's probably had TV-wise ever coming out. For sure. And uh, I'm super excited, even though I, we've talked about this a lot. We don't give a crap about the shows anymore. But no. the crossovers have been consistently good, and this is proven to. Regardless of if it's good or not, it'll be enjoyable. At yeah. this point, even if it sucks, it's going to be so much fun just seeing all these these people. And I think they're smart enough to realize that. I, I just yeah. hope that's not making them lazy with the actual episodes. Right. Um, but like regardless, it's all just like fan service, like dialogue between right. two. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, the quality of these shows is so bad that I don't even care if it's just fan service because it's going to be fun. Yeah. So Brandon oh, Ralph. Oh, oh. Can we pause? Yeah, sure. Sorry, there was a cockroach I had to kill. <laughs> Kept running around. I'm like, no, I'm not letting you live when I go to sleep. No, that's that's yeah, no, fair enough. Well, once you see him, you gotta take you gotta gotta take advantage of that. Yeah, there's a lizard in my room that I've I've let survive, and we're kind of roommates now. But cockroaches, I won't tolerate. Yeah, well, the lizard will probably eat the cockroach. I think he did kill one because I found one like. <laughs> dead and like when i woke up in the morning it was like dead in the middle of the floor i was like was it like on his back i was like oh <laughs> i think he left it for me uh that's funny anyway sorry um uh okay so uh we've had a bunch of pictures come out with the cry well we've had a bunch of news come out from crisis of a whole bunch of people that are going to be involved which is awesome but uh, Brandon Routh's coming back as Superman. First picture came out with him um, in the Kingdom Come Superman outfit, and it looks freaking incredible. Oh, I haven't seen that. Have you? Oh, dude, you got to pull it up. Ooh. It looks awesome. Brandon I mean, Routh. He, he, he always looked good. I mean, just the movie he was in was the most boring thing ever. You know, it's, yeah, it's not I mean, his fault. It, it's another one, and it's one of those movies that I remember watching, and I was like, 
this wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. I mean, no, it's it definitely not. So it's definitely terrible. not a great movie at all. But yeah, I mean, it had some it had some good moments in it, and it wasn't like it just it wasn't the horrible thing I had heard about for so long. Oh no, no, it was just very boring. Like I mean, yeah. again, there there are a lot like the the plane scene where he saves it. Like that feels like prime Superman, you know, saving a bunch of people in front of a whole stadium. Like it was great, but like the. Yeah, but like the overall plot and everything was just very boring. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Oh wow, that looks great. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't it? Oh. It looks so oh, cool. Wow. Nice. Like it is a fantastic. Just the costume looks so good. He looks so yeah. good in it. The gray in his hair, yeah. And uh, also, he posted another photo um, of him and as Clark Kent, which uh, like the other day, which is pretty awesome too. Yeah. So. That that came out. We we've gotten a ton of news, but we haven't really gotten any pictures a whole lot. So that, I thought that was awesome. That, that was cool, cool to see. And it looks like there's minimal like padding or anything in it, like minimal sculpting in the suit. So yeah, I like it. It's simplistic. Yeah, I like that a lot. Again, that's what I think Superman should look like. As much as I like Henry Cavill's Superman, I don't think Superman should necessarily be this ginormous muscular character because he's a superhero his super strength doesn't come from him having giant muscles yeah sure so i mean i I, yeah obviously you want some muscles just for the look but to me this is more of what i think superman should look like as far as physically like physically wise yeah so i like at least want him like similarly physically to to Batman, like, you know, same height. Oh, same... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, but yeah, he doesn't have to be, like, shredded. Yeah, so I, I like that a lot. I think it's awesome. Sure. And I, I'm excited for all these different takes on these characters converging. That will be cool. So I think that's going to be fun. So yeah. uh, just that was cool. Birds of Prey trailer came out. Uh, um, yeah, yes, it did. It's, it's pretty much what you would expect with everything it's from the Birds of Prey trailer. Birds of Prey movie. No, it's Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, at least, Which, at least, I mean, at least, as far as the marketing goes, marketing, I, I, sure. I have a, I have a strong suspicion that once this movie comes out, it will actually be a Birds of Prey movie. But yeah. all the marketing is going to focus on Harley Quinn because that's literally the only character anybody knows. Yeah, um, the, the freaking the love affair people have with Harley Quinn is uh, is it needs I'm so to, worn it out. It needs to die. I, I agree. I don't know what I think about this movie. Ultimately, I just don't care. I I don't. No. I didn't care when it was announced. I haven't cared about any single piece of news, and I don't care with the trailer. Um, I'm the the worst part is the fact that Black Mask has no Black Mask. Um, no, I'm I'm, I'm sure he will, but he doesn't better, act like Roman scientist. It better come at some point. But this sure character will. is nothing like the Black Mask oh. character. As much as I love you and McGregor, um, it I really do. just you know seems. I do. It really just seems like Ewan McGregor. Uh, yeah, he's, he's acting like Ewan McGregor. It, it, it's like they—they're like, well, we need to keep up this vibrant tone with Harley Quinn, so yeah. we need a character that's on par with him. Because, like, which I, I don't get, because you—you want to—you want to balance the two characters. That's why Deadpool was so good, because Francis the villain was just a stick in the mud, like right. completely serious. Like when you have too many quirky characters, like I, I think at the A team, the A team was a terrible example of that where. All the A team members are like crazy and zany, and then Patrick Wilson was a bad guy, but he was also funny. And like, it just got like you're like, stop! I need someone to be serious, and 
I don't yeah. know. But I, yeah, I don't know what they're going for with Black Mask. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't know. I mean, I, I think I mean, I'm fine with this movie being made because it I, I at least respect DC for. I mean, this looks like it's a one off movie, even though it's still Margot Robbie. It looks like it's a standalone thing. And so I respect them for that. It seems like it's, you know, who, what, what's her name? Whoever is directing this movie. I it's mean, it, it, it's, it seems like it's just kind of, it seems like a director's movie. This doesn't see, have a feel of a studio movie um, no. as much. And so I, I, I respect DC and Warner Brothers for doing that with their movies because I think yeah. that ultimately is the right move. Um, and, and I think that's good for future movies. So, I mean, I'm fine, whatever I'm fine with this. It's not my thing and I don't care, but if other people like it and that's fine and it'll help other movies that are made be more director driven and standalone character focused movies, which I think is the way to go. Yeah. At least for DC, for sure. I just, the only thing I, I, because again, I, I don't care about this movie. I, I I can't care not to be mad at anything from from okay. what I saw. The only the only thing I, I hope doesn't happen is I, I hope there's no footage of of the Jared Leto Joker because I just want yeah. us to put that completely behind us. Like I agree. Yeah, I, of course they're, they're going to mention him. They already do in the trailer, but right. just don't ever show us that abomination again. It will be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you there. So, you know, when this comes out, am I going to see it? Probably just for this podcast, but everybody will. I'm sure it's gonna make a crap ton of money, and that's fine. You know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. So, don't care. Good, good for that. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That might be I, it for I think, that was it. I think that was all the news stuff that I had. Yeah, that's a big one. All right. So again, we're gonna talk about Joker coming up in just a little bit. But first off, we really start off the podcast with news, and then we go straight into our uh, couple of movies that we've seen over this past week. Now, for me, it's significantly less than the previous oh. week because I had a whole lot going on. I worked a lot more this week and had a ton of stuff going on. So other than the Movie Swap movie, I only saw two other than Movie Swap and Joker. I watched, yeah, I saw... I watched oh, The King of Comedy yeah. because the Joker is so heavily... I um, influenced by that, so I, I I I gave that a watch. I enjoyed that a lot. I liked okay. I liked that movie a lot. Um, it's very bizarre. It's a very weird Scorsese movie. Um, yeah, you're not a big Scorsese fan. Uh yeah, uh, you know it's The Departed's peak for me. Yeah. Um, which most people would disagree with, but I okay. know, I know. Hey, he, that's the one he won the Academy Award for. So suck it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean he won for others, but anyway, uh. No, I, I like Scorsese fine. I just don't particularly enjoy his movies as much. I respect right. them a ton, but they're just not always my my favorites. Um, But I, I liked this movie because it was very weird. It was very different. And I think it was I think it was relatable because, uh, you know, obviously it's taken to an nth degree. But who hasn't felt like Rupert Pumpkin or a Pumpkin? <laughs> which is funny. They say as a joke, they say every single character says his name wrong every single time. So I just said it there, um, which was totally intentional. Um, (laughs) But like who does, who hasn't felt like that? Who hasn't just sat there like daydreaming about the perfect scenario happening? Like that, that hit me, man. I was like, I've done the same thing so many times. And when you're watching someone else, you're like, yikes, that is pretty, 
that's pretty cringeworthy. But when you're doing it yourself, you don't think that. Oh. So, I don't know. I've never seen that happen in a movie. Well, like, like not 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 that realistically. Mm-hmm. And I loved that the interplay where it's like it just cuts to a scene where he's daydreaming, but it's just playing out like a real scene in the movie. And I watched this movie with my mom just because. She she broke her she broke her wrist a few weeks ago and had surgery on it and stuff so she just kind of been home a lot and I was like I was just starting to watch it and she's like what are you watching I'm watching this King Economy she's like what's it rated I'm like well it's actually rated PG she's like all right I'll watch it <laughs> like okay I don't know if you'll like it and I I I don't think she loved it but anyway so she was there the whole time and she was so confused when it first started like cutting in between his daydreaming oh, yeah. and the other scene she's like wait wait what's going on? I was like, why, why is this change? And I'm like, mom, he's daydreaming in this scene. But anyway, that was, that was funny, but I, I liked it a lot and I thought it did a good job with going to an absurd level, but without quite going over that ledge of believability. Like they established the character so much in the beginning that you believe everything else that happens in the movie. And I didn't, and I think even though it's heightened, you know, it's it's heightened up for, you know, movie reasons, I, I thought it was I thought it was done really well. And it's so cringeworthy and this character is just so awful. Yeah. But not like in an evil way that yeah, it's yeah. just he's just such an idiot that uh, I loved it. And I thought Robert De Niro was fantastic. To be honest, this is one of my favorite De Niro performances. I mean, he was outstanding and, he, and it's okay. totally different than any De Niro character really I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you've seen it before, but I I really liked it. I haven't. I know all about it, but that's what I need to I need to see, especially now if you're watching Joker. And yeah, there's at least one or two things that like direct. I mean, the Joker is basically we'll talk about it later. It's basically the king of comedy and Taxi Driver. I mean, that's the entire yep. movie. Yeah, so, that's what uh, they said. Yeah. Anyway, but I watched that, and then I watched for a few dollars more because for some reason that's just I hadn't gotten. I'd seen all these other. Clint Eastwood, Sergio Leone movies, but I just hadn't seen that one for some reason. And uh, so I got through a few dollars more and it's outstanding. I mean, they're all fantastic, but uh, I mean, it, it definitely goes fistful of dollars, a few dollars more and good. And then culminates with good, the bad and the ugly for sure. But they're all fantastic. And I, I liked that. I liked it a lot, but anyway, nice. those are the only two movies I watched other than our movie swap and Joker. Okay. Well, I, I saw quite a few more, but I'll keep them brief for, sure. for, uh, yeah. So I saw Hotel Mumbai, which is based on the, the Mumbai attacks that happened in 2007, 2008. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, really good movie. Uh, it's got like Army Hammer, um, the guy from Slumdog Millionaire. I can never remember his name. Is it Dave Patel? Something I like that. Remember. A really good actor. Um, but yeah, Jason Isaacs, who's good, but, um, it just follows like the, the, Hotel Mumbai itself, you know, it gets attacked by terrorists who take it over. And it's a really great story. I mean, it's an intense film. It's hard to watch. But um, it really showcases that the, that the staff of the hotel, like, stay behind to protect the guests and stuff like that. And really great, like, stories of heroism and and um, and stuff. And so it was really cool. Some people complain that, like, you know, it focused on the, the white Western actors too much. But, like, that's complete crap because... But yeah, the the hotel staff that stay behind to to save people are the are the real heroes of the movie. But yeah, definitely definitely worth watching because it is intense. Nice. Um, after that, I saw the Foreigner finally with Jackie Chan. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, and this one's not bad at all. It's, it's Martin Campbell, who I, who I love, but can can hit some misfires. You know, he'll he'll give you stuff like Casino Royale and a Mask of Zorro, but then he'll give you freaking Legend of Zorro and uh, like Edge of Darkness, so or Green Lantern. So you never know what you're gonna get with him. But but this one is this one's good. It's definitely better than Edge of Darkness. Not not up there with Casino Royale, of course, but uh, it's really well done. All the it's very sleek and sophisticated. Pierce Brosnan's really good. Um, my biggest complaint is that just not enough Jackie Chan and not enough action. Um, I mean, like. I mean, Jackie Chan is great. He's he's kind of different. He's like he's like tortured and he's like sad most of the movie and serious. You know, not usually like how you see him, but they really, I mean, they really focus on the whole Pierce Brosnan kind of conspiracy. And again, that's done really well. But it's like, I mean, showcase the talent. I mean, the you know, showcase the guy who's on the poster. Like none of the action scenes really stood out and were were amazing. I mean, they're they're well done, of course. But yeah, that's that's really my only thing. Again, well done. But yeah, we'll have liked a lot more. Jackie Chan action, but still worth watching. Sure. Uh, then I saw Jumanji finally. Um, I I uh, enjoyed it. That's not a movie I was anticipating at all, but just having to see it, I thought it was enjoyable. Nothing great, same, but I, it made me laugh. Now no, same here. Like um, I remember seeing the trailer, and I was like, oh hell no. And then my sister saw it, and she's like, no, it's actually pretty funny. And then I'd heard that from like you and other people. I was like, you know what? We finally watched this, and yeah, it's 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 totally fun. Um. You know, nothing, nothing amazing, but you know, for Sony, as long as it's fun and not insulting, you know, that'll right. do. Uh, Jack Jack Black was really funny. Um, yeah. The Rock was a little bit different than what he normally is, so that was refreshing. Uh, Kevin Hart to me is kind of played out. He's he's a great stand-up comedian, but him in movies is is kind of. I am one hundred percent on the opposite of that statement. I do not find his stand-up funny at all. Oh wow! And I think he's funny in movies. Okay, well, to each their own. But um, but no, it was, it, was, it was really fun, really enjoyable. Just kind of turn your brain off and have fun. Is yeah. you know they do they do interesting stuff with like you know video game kind of culture and and, and you know mechanics. But um, yeah, I just I wish they would stop trying to make Nick Jonas an actor because like yeah. now he's like in a Midway movie. And I'm like, just stop. You're you're not, dude. Stick to. Movie's gonna be good too. Midway. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna see it. I want it's Rowan Emmerich. I've I've yet to like a single film of his, but Midway's such an incredible story. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, but no, but no definitely enjoyable. Um, more than I thought. Yeah, and Jack then, Black's the hero of that movie. Oh no, he's he's great. As, oh, as he's the, having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't liked him that much in a long time. Um, but no, and then the last one I saw was a uh, Bridge uh, Bridge of Spies. Finally. Oh, you did finally watch that. I did, and it's, I mean, it's Spielberg, it's Tom Hanks, the acting and directing are all phenomenal, sure. but the the story just, to me, you know, is a great story, but a lot of great stories don't make for great movies. Right. Um, and that's really my biggest complaint, is that it's, I just, I never really was on the edge of my seat, freaking out, because there are some historical movies and stories that, even when you know what's going to happen, you can still be like, oh my god. Like um like Zero Dark Thirty to me was like a good example of that where the whole movie is like the the hunt for Bin Laden, and so at the very end when you know it's the raid and you know none of the seals die or anything, it's still tense as hell and like you're still like on the edge of your seat because everything's been building up to this. With Bridge of Spies, I just I never really feared for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously nuclear war never happens, so right. Um, yeah, just just a big F eh for me and. It just it just shows that I haven't really loved a, a Spielberg movie since like Munich, um, which is a shame because he's still one of the best directors ever. I, I liked Ready Player One. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, it's on the list. Okay, but um, <laughs> but no. But watching it, it became clear that there's no reason that Mark Rylance should have won Best Supporting Actor over not only Sylvester Stallone but also Benicio del Toro, who wasn't even nominated, but still, like yeah. he should he should not have won. He, yeah. he he's good in the movie, but there's nothing memorable about his performance. Yeah, so Stallone should have won for that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, like, the, the story behind it. The, what the character represented, like yeah, it, there's like no one remembers, uh, freaking Abel the spy no. from Bridges. No, but man, oh man, I could talk about Stallone's performance in Creed all oh, God, freaking yeah. day. I mean, you believe this guy is about to physically die, yeah. and, and it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> and, 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 but just also like the history of like you know everybody remembers Rocky how he originally was, and now seeing Rocky like old and like yeah and like vulnerable, like oh man, it just it hit you hard. Oh, so good. Anyway, man, yeah. I want to watch Creed again. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, very nice. So uh, now we'll get into movie swap real quick. So um, Ian had me watch A Knight's Tale, and I had Ian watch uh, Stand By Me, right? Yeah. Wait, wait. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I watched, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you want to go ahead and go first then? Why not? Because I, I, I'm very disappointed and curious to see what you have to say but uh no stand by me was was it's unlike really any movie i've ever seen before where yeah. it maybe has the least amount of story to I mean, maybe any movie i've ever seen there's like, not it, really it, a story it is literally just four kids going to search for a dead body yep like that's it <laughs> and they find it right off the bat yeah yeah no <laughs> um but no, it's it's really weird because yeah, it doesn't feel like Stephen King. No. I mean, given, given the fact that it doesn't take place in Maine, it's like what? But Steven's... does the and does Shawshank feel like Stephen King? Because to me, that that's doesn't true. feel like Stephen King either. Or or Green Mile, really? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. All of his have... novellas totally different than the novels. Yeah, and, I, and did Stephen King like approve of this movie, or was he like, oh, it's completely different? Um, no, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, because usually like the ones he hates are the ones that actually make for good movies, but. Like I, he think, hates... I think the only case with that really was a shining shining. I, I I'd heard he didn't like Shawshank. Oh really? Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Maybe. But, but I don't know. But, um, but no, I mean, what really holds this movie together is just the performances of the kids. Like, Oh good gosh, man. Freaking Will Wheaton and river Phoenix. That, you just forget how incredible river Phoenix was and could have been he's like, like, he's like 12 in this movie and he's, he's outstanding. 12. He's twelve, and this kid it, like could be could be out acting most adult actors. He's so freaking good. I was like, good god, like, the, like the the emotions this kid was making me feel like, uh, and just yeah, and, and it also it's kind of really good timing because I, I thought it was really cool where um I guess like uh, Venice Film Festival wherever Joker won like um his like acceptance speech Joaquin talked about River yeah and that was really cool to hear him talk about that because you you forget that they were brothers and yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but no, the the freaking the kids are so good. Freaking Jerry O'Connell is unrecognizable as uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Vern. Vern, yeah. Like I was like, what? <laughs> like the fat kid? <laughs> um, yeah, so he's no, great I mean, too. That's they were they were all so good. And again, that's I mean, it just shows you how good they are. Where because if they weren't, this movie would be just awful. Like because again, there's nothing else to it. Right. That's the only thing this movie has to has to lean on. But but no, and it was cool having a little tie-in from um, from American Graffiti with a uh, Richard Dreyfuss being in the movie oh, with yeah, his narrative, yeah. which is really nice. But um, 
but now I me mean, it's it's I'm I'm not a usually a huge coming of age fan and but this one is is so different even though I I can't relate to any type of you know the time period or their childhood experiences you know but still it's like it, it's so just refreshing and unlike anything we'll probably ever see again which I I understand why it's so iconic now. Well, the thing that I like about this too right now is because we're getting so many movies like this. Um, the biggest one to me is the It movies. Of course. I mean that that's almost a direct Stranger Things, yeah. Taken off. Yeah, yeah, Stranger Things too, but I think specifically that these two It movies oh, have a very very standby me-ish feel to them. And it just yeah. seems like we're getting but yeah, you're right, Stranger Things as well, at least first season. And so we're getting more of that type of stuff nowadays. Yeah. Just instead of being set in the 50s or 60s, it's being set, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. But it's that same type of thing. You know, we had Stand By Me, and then about six years later, you had The Sandlot. Sandlot, yeah, I was going to say. With the same time period. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I like coming-of-age movies a lot, and this movie's just so, so good. Again, Rob Reiner. I'm, I'm having to get Ian to watch all Rob Reiner movies because for some reason he's only seen like three of them. I know. Before they're, they're I started getting to watch them. <laughs> right, they're all... I've yet to see a bad Rob Reiner movie. I know. It's crazy. I, I mean, I've already gotten you to watch, let's see, Stand By Me, the, sure, the Sure Thing, Few Good Men. I think I think that's it. But Yeah, that's that, still... That's, that's all, all, all great ones there. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, what, what else is there to say? I mean, like, I understand why, like, yeah, now anytime a movie has, like, a cast of kids, people call it, you know, Stand By Me plus this. And it's like... Here's the reason why this kind of set the standard, really, and I don't know if it will ever be like matched or surpassed in any way. Yeah, it's hard to top the the first one for sure. Yeah, but man, there's just so many people in this movie. I mean, Keith Kiefer Sutherland, John Cusack, yeah, like Kiefer Sutherland, like was he just incapable of playing anything but a creep back in like the eighties? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Like the Lost Boys, the Lost like Boys, everything. dude. The Lost Boys might be my favorite Keith Keeper Sutherland. I, but, I, can, uh, I can see that, yeah. Oh man, yeah, he was great with all with yeah. all these roles for sure. But uh, and, and John Cusack, another yeah, freaking yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was we, like, we, we've we've done a lot of John Cusack on this on this podcast. We have. It's crazy, <laughs> and there's a reason for it. I was great. Um, but anyway. Very well. All right. Well, good. That's that's definitely one you you needed to have seen, and now you have. Well, I'm thankful, and now I want to hear your freaking thoughts about Knight's Tale. I, I don't, I don't know what to think about Knight's Tale. I get that. Like I'm watching this movie, and I cannot get into anything because this is unlike any movie I've ever seen. Sure. It is wild. I mean, it is medieval meets. It's like a classic medieval movie mixed with like Monty Python and the Holy Grail mixed with like an MTV music video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is the strangest thing. I mean, like you're sitting here. Or it doesn't. Yeah. Like you're you're sitting here and you're everything's being taken seriously. Then all of a sudden, Queen just like goes full naked gun. Yeah. Like with stuff and the whole the whole crowd is singing. We will rock you, and they're they're, then they're dancing in an MTV music video for like fifteen minutes. The banquet, yeah. And another scene, and then and then the girl's hair is like 
tied pink and like pulled up like she's in a punk rock video. Oh yeah, and it's like some weird hair. Whenever there's like a moment where you're you start to to like get invested into it, it like just throws you out of it with mm. a weird music choice or something like that. And yeah. it was strange. Like you can't ever just settle down with this movie at all. You're constantly moving. That's for yeah. sure. It's kind of like a Baz Luhrmann film, but a little bit t- toned down. We're not quite as crazy and energetic, but definitely that weird kind of clashes of style. Like if you look at something like his Romeo and Juliet, which is like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I haven't seen that one, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess it really is like either you're okay with the style or it's distracting because people either love this movie like me or they hate it. Yeah. Yeah. This is very much one or the other um, sure. for this. My dad does not like this movie. Um, he he came in while I was watching it and was very annoyed because I was taking up the TV <laughs> watching uh-huh. it and he didn't want to watch it. See, my dad funny. loved it. He, he saw it on plane and then, like I remember him coming home and was like, "No, you're all watching this," and we all loved it. So the but no, like the, what I love is the freaking supporting cast is yeah, so good. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's by yeah. far the best part of this movie. The best part oh is the cast. God. The whole cast is great. I mean, I yeah. like all the all the pieces are 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 the chemistry doing a good job. Chemistry is great. It really just feels like they're all just on set having having fun. Oh yeah, um, freaking Alan Tudyk is Alan so good. Tudyk is one of my favorite <laughs> movie characters in this movie of uh, as what's his name like Watt or something. Uh, oh god, oh I gotta find. I, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's Watt. Yeah, he. Oh man, it's great. Watt, you know, you Roland know, who, you know who his character is, which who? you don't know because you haven't seen the movie because it's on the list of movies that you need to watch. But he's basically playing Tanner from Bad News Bears. Okay. Like that, he's just just constantly trying to fight everybody, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Well, he's only trying to fight uh, freaking uh, Paul Bettany, really. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, a majority of the time, yes. That's oh, for which sure. I, I love them together. Uh, he's Al, Alan Tudyk with him just constantly wanting to fight people made me probably laugh <laughs> the most. But Paul Bettany might have been my might have been my favorite character is Jeff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that Jeffrey was Chaucer. Yeah. That was such a great character. <laughs> Every time he speaks. Yeah, his little monologues. <laughs> it was just the best. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, the, I, the the high part of this movie, um, even though I wasn't really a fan of the style of the movie, but it was so much fun watching any scene with, with those guys yeah. was just wonderful. Which is most scenes, luckily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fortunately. And and Heath Ledger I enjoyed a lot, too. Oh, Not as perfect. much as those guys, but I, I definitely liked Heath Ledger in that role. I thought he did a pretty good job playing a very That's strange great. role. And I, I don't even know if anyone knew what he's supposed to do in this movie I, as far as acting I think goes. only he did. But, yeah. but he's able to pull it off a very bizarre role where you have to be sincere and goofy and serious and so many things all at once and i thought that was well, I mean, that was I, I love the ending well. it's so satisfying when he it finally is. beats the, the adamari who's a complete oh he's he's a oh, great villain he's to great him. too oh yeah oh uh yeah. rufus sewell yeah he was yeah he was gotta, fantastic as well <laughs> you, you gotta love a good comeback story like that yeah oh for sure and he was just a great a perfect stereotypical just douchebag yeah, like a, a you know entitled villain. Oh, it was it, he was great too. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the part where like he like you know where Adamar beats him the first time and he's like like he knocks his helmet off and yeah. uh, and Alan Tudyk freaks out like you know when he rides away <laughs> he tries to like tries to jump him and then Paul Benet just like shoves him to the ground. 
<laughs> oh, I love that scene. Yeah, that was oh, that was great. But yeah, um, def- it's definitely not one of my favorite movies. It's definitely That's not okay. one that I'll probably watch again. But I'm I'm definitely happy to have seen it, and it was definitely it's definitely worth watching just for Alan Tudyk and Paul Bettany. If nothing else, they're definitely worth watching well, in I'm this glad, movie. Glad you gave it a shot. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I have to say about a Knight's Tale. So now it's time to pick the next movies. And uh, Ian, okay, this is one thing I want to talk about because we're in we're in the month of uh, October now, which is horror movie month. Oh, so. I have it. I have about four horror movies on this list that I don't think you've seen, and I'm gonna get you to have watched. But I think we got five weeks total if we still do a podcast next week. I think it's five weeks. So I think today I I figured this week we'll do another regular one, but then starting next week, I don't know if you have enough, but I know I have four horror movies I want you to watch. And so for the next after this one, the next four weeks. Because ha- Halloween is on a third that last Thursday, and uh, I figured we'd do uh, Halloween movies for the next four weeks after this one. I, I could I could come up with some Halloween ones. Yeah, okay. sure. Very cool. So uh, we'll start that next week. We'll do okay. uh, do some horror movies because there's definitely some of these that I got to get you to watch for sure. So the next ones we're doing like the, we're going to announce now are Halloween or are no 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 today cool. okay. we won't do that. We'll gotcha. start it next week. Cool. So for this week, oh shoot, what did it, now I, that's what it is. Okay, so for this week, because we've uh, both just seen Joker, and Joker is basically a Martin Scorsese-less Martin Scorsese film, (laughs) you are going to watch Goodfellas. Oh, wow. Because this is a huge movie that you still have not seen, and I feel like you need to see. Now look. Goodfellas is not one of my all-time favorite movies, like it is with a lot of people. Yeah. I do like it, though. I definitely think it's really good. Just as a movie, it's fa- now that's fantastic. It's just a made and acted movie. It's it's amazing. Um, I I mean, I personally just prefer The Godfather or a couple other mafia movies, but it's definitely a great film, and it's definitely one that you need to see, especially with. Kind of this Martin Scorsese influence we've had recently. I figured it it fits. So damn. Okay. That I mean, is, yeah. Uh, that that's what that's what you're gonna watch. Fair enough. Well, I I've known mine for a while now. Um, okay. Because you've had me watch, I think at least two Mark, uh, Aaron Sorkin scripted movies. That um, is true. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, a few good men, and then he helped Moneyball. write Moneyball. Yeah. And I, and I love Aaron Sorkin. He's one of my favorite writers working. And there's a couple of his movies that you haven't seen. It's true. Um, that I love. And so the, for one, I think, you know, it, that's kind of appropriate with Goodfellas. So just in terms of how, like, I think, like, good and iconic is. I th- you're watching The Social Network. Yeah, finally. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I don't want to, like, overhype it too much in case, like, you don't like it as much. But it, it is, I mean, in terms of, like, how like appropriate is for like generational and like, you know, how it will really kind of defy our time. It mm-hmm. it's, it's so good. It is David Fincher is, is perfectly directed. I wish, you know, I, I would have wanted inception to win that year, but I think this movie should have won best picture that year. Unfortunately it didn't for whatever reason, the freaking keen speech one, but now this, okay, this movie is that's great. another movie that's on the list. Because this King's oh. speech is fantastic. I know it's good, but it, it trust me after seeing this, you're like, okay, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I I know I I'm excited for it. This is a movie I've been meaning to watch. 
this is a movie I didn't care at all about for the longest time. I just mm-hmm. never, when it came out, I did, I didn't care. It just didn't appeal to me in any way. Um, I haven't cared about it for a while, but in the past year or so, I've, you know, I've heard just a bunch, including you, just a bunch of people talk about how good it is. And so I've been meaning to watch yeah. it for a while now, but I decided I'd just wait till you made me watch it. So there you go. So, uh, no, fair enough. No, I'm excited. Definitely excited that's, to see, to see the social network, especially with, that's, uh, that's, Jesse Eisenberg making a comeback with, um, Zombieland 2, which is coming out in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that'll, that'll, this that'll is easily be nice. his best movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah. he was, was, was he nominated for the Oscar for that? Yeah. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, very nice. So that'll be our next movie swap. I'm going to watch Social Network, and Ian is going to watch Goodfellas. So fair it's quite the pair. Yeah. All right, so now after a long time doing all the other stuff. Finally get to what we came here for. Yeah, time to talk about the biggest movie of Other the month of Endgame, and, probably, and possibly one of, definitely one of the biggest movies of the year, and yeah, Joker. Now, I keep saying the Joker. It's just I know, Joker. I, they didn't I, put I it. So Joker has uh, has come out, and as far as what I've seen, I feel like we are on the exact same page with this movie. Pretty much, I mean, like it's funny because the reviews are all over the place. Yeah. It's not—it's not even like love it or hate it. It is—I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing one star, five stars, three, four, like everything. Yeah, this is uh, to say this movie is dis- divisive is an understatement. Um, well, it's also divisive for dumb reasons, like the whole. Okay, yes, that—that's the part that is that is ticking me off. Yeah, As the, much. The whole... Yeah. Now look, me and Ian both are in agreement. We do not love this movie at all, and we're going to talk about it a lot. But the reasons why people are not liking this movie are the yeah. wrong reasons. It's, there it's are plenty a... of reasons to not like this movie, and yes. it's not any of the reasons that other people are pointing to. It's it's not going to incite violence. You know, it's it's nothing like it's not dangerous. Like no, no, it's that's dumb. One thing that I think is bizarre and we'll talk about this more in a little bit, is the fact that it seems like so there's so many left-wing people like being so angry with this movie for coming yeah. out. Yeah. This movie seems like half of left-wing propaganda. Hmm. Like, it's all about the poor people rising up yeah, and taking out that. the rich people. That's such a big thread throughout the movie that I'm, I'm just... It, it's confused me with certain yeah. people's hatred for this movie. Well, I feel it, like it they just, missed half of it. Even no, it even just, even from that stupid reasoning, I feel like they're still even missing the point even further. Well, no, to me that just shows how many of them are writing this stuff and haven't even seen the movie yet. Because all they do is point too. see what it's about. They see Joaquin Phoenix's comments. You see um the director's comments because the director like before this he did like the Hangover yeah. and like. Movies like that, and he and came Starsky out recently. And and, yeah, like all those like you know dumb comedies, and, and he came out recently, and they were like, "Why did you stop doing comedies?" He's like, "Well, I can't anymore because of the culture." He's like, you, "There's certain things that I make fun of in my comedies that aren't allowed anymore," which and is so, fair enough. Totally and I've true. heard a bunch of people hate on him for those comments, but I don't yeah. think he's totally wrong. No, Jerry Seinfeld has said the same thing. Chris Rock, they've they've all said it. I mean, it's, yep. just open your eyes. Look Dave at Dave Chappelle. Chappelle's last thing was about it. <laughs> It has a hundred percent audience score and a zero percent critic score, so you can't say he's wrong. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the people calling this like dangerous and 
and it's going to incite incels. Uh, most of them, I, I, I guarantee you haven't even seen the freaking movie. I, I agree. That's all preposterous. And yeah, so that, 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 all that stuff is dumb. Um, So I think just real qu- – all right. I keep saying before we get into it or whatever, but – We're getting into it. <laughs> we, we are getting into it. I think right off the bat, what we expected, none of us want – or not none of us. Me and Ian did not want this movie made. We did not – we were not excited about this movie. We don't want a Joker movie. We've already talked about the problem with villain movies in the first place. Yeah. And then once it was going to be made, this was clearly not a Joker movie, even in the slightest form or fashion. And uh, all this stuff was so frustrating, but we also all agreed that it looked like it was at least going to be a well-made movie. Everything oh, yeah. looked nice and all this stuff looked like it was going to be well-directed. Sure. And we all expected Joaquin Phoenix was going to be really good in this movie. Now, in my opinion, everything I expected is exactly the way this movie was. Like, almost to a T. I was not surprised yeah. by anything as far as what we got from this movie. Same. The only thing I was surprised about is it wasn't nearly as violent as I actually thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, I, I guess I, I, I agree. Um, I, I felt like it was all going to be like just nothing and then the end was just going to be like crazy rampage but yeah. i mean it's really not no no um let's all right let, let's just talk about walking phoenix because walking phoenix sure. was absolutely astounding in this movie i mean crazy good. oh my gosh i mean we all know it i haven't seen him be bad in a movie yet i mean he's done bad movies no. but i haven't seen him be bad in anything um, no. more often than not, he's out, he's outstanding. And this is another oh, yeah. one where he's outstanding. This might be the best walking Phoenix we've ever seen as far as just I mean, pure acting goes. He's literally in every scene. Like Jeremy Johns yeah. brought that up. It's like, I, I don't think there's a scene he wasn't in. I'm like, yeah, there isn't. No, he's in I mean, everything. It's, it's... And about, about a third, not even halfway, a third of the way through the movie, I forgot it was walking Phoenix and it kind of clicked. And I was like, oh yeah, this is walking Phoenix. Like, it's just, you totally don't even think of this as an acting performance. You just think of this as the character. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard that he has studied the actual condition people have where, you know, they laugh in really, like, inappropriate times because they can't help it. And, like, dude, he nails that perfectly. It's It's like a laugh is like a a mental tick or something. Yeah, it's like a way to deal with, like, stress and trauma. Yeah, yeah. They can't help it. He laughs whenever he's nervous or whenever he's sad or whenever he's he gets emotional the only emotion that comes out is him laughing yeah but like you can tell it's not like it's not a you know a fun laughter it's like no. he can't ha- like he, no, like he's like gagging almost yeah. like it was so good oh yeah he's literally like choking trying to yeah. choke out like his laughter oh my it's gosh. so uncomfortable it was to watch so good yeah it was so good if, if he doesn't get nominated for an oscar for this movie then everything's It'll- broken He'll definitely get nominated. I don't think he'll win. That I mean, that's 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 fine. But this this totally deserves an Oscar nomination for Walking. Yeah, he Phoenix. he can't not not get nominated. It's it's just too fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the whole it's the whole point of the movie is really to get him nominated. The the just arc of the character and the way he slips. I mean, the way he slips in and out of different reality different thing yeah the reality again we talked about king of comedy there's a t- 
ton of scenes. Like, there's several scenes uh, I mean, like, just what, directly the, pulled the, out from that. Yeah, the, like even as someone who hasn't seen King of Comedy, the first scene where they show the late the late night show yep. and and like he imagined, like he all of a sudden he's in the audience, like, oh, this is King of Comedy. Yeah, obviously De Niro too. But I'm like, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. Um, there's several things like that, and just the way. The way he moves yeah. is just out. It's just so believable as yeah. this. Cra- it's nothing's overdone. It's all done in like this reserved way, like con- like constricted way of this character who's like confined to with like not just the area or his state in life, but also like mentally just this like confined character. Yeah. And then whenever he starts to break out into the alter ego type, it just fully loosens up. Yeah. And all yeah. just comes oozing out. Well, and, it, it, and it's just even just the everything about it, like when he goes from Arthur to then putting the makeup on in any of the scenes, yeah. just the whole body language that changes is just perfect. Yeah, I mean, like that, that kind of that dance he kind of does where he just you know, yeah. like he lifts up his arms like like someone brought up the great point. They're like one of the reasons why like Jared Leto's Joker sucks is because he like he can never be still. You can tell he's very insecure about constantly having to show how crazy he is, whereas Mark Hamill's Joker can be quiet and still. Heath Ledger's Joker, Joker could be like quiet and not moving. And then like yeah, again here, Joaquin Phoenix can just be like he'll just give you that stare. Yeah. Like um I forget who's talk like when he's talking to I think his boss. And uh like right after like the sign yeah. had gotten destroyed and his boss is like, Go get the sign and like you just see his like smile start to like come and like his eyes gloss over. It's like those are the quiet moments that the Joker can also be on top of, you know, the bombastic craziness. And that was something Jared Leto never got. Like his his Joker is always moving and clapping and, and yelling and doing all this stuff. It's like, it's the subtle stuff that really gets it. And not just those, but the music, the score yeah. in each of those good. scenes yeah. is so good. Yeah. I, I noticed that right off the bat. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This score definitely fits what I would expect this movie to be. I mean it, and it's one of those things where you don't notice a score until one of those moments. And then it just like yeah. explodes did the score yeah, like the uh, perfect the yeah, i know i'm not sure who did the score i, I couldn't recognize the sound of it let me see keep, keep talking but uh yeah just just especially in that scene you're talking about that's one of that's pro that's the first scene where we see this like the dark this like dark craziness wash over like his eyes yeah. and whenever that happens that score accompanies it Oh, no wonder. I've never heard this. I'm not even trying to say this name. Good God. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was something that, that I can't pronounce. Hilder Guadagnatir? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a female director. or I mean, it's a female composer, and yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, well, what do you know? She helped with Sicario. That makes sense. Yeah, but she's fantastic. She does a great job sure. with the score in yeah. this. And I think it... I, I heard someone talking about it on one of the reviews, just how much it enhances the movie and all these I mean, moments. And I any agree. Movie, it's, it's so, it's so pivotal. I wish more movies would rely on it more. No, oh, I, yeah, I definitely agree. So that was, oh, that was, that was so good. And, uh, just the transformation of a character is just a character arc going, you know, it's just, it's the classic and that's, and we'll get into things about why it's not that great of a movie, but I mean, it, this is a movie we've seen a million times. Yeah. There's very little that's different with, 
the actual movie that's being made. Um, I mean, it's, you know, the, the arc is taxi driver. It's just yeah. a little bit, it's just crazier. It's just I mean, a little they, bit they even crazier. Have the, they even have like the finger to the, the head yeah. gun mimic, you know, of course that's right out of taxi driver. Yep. Yep. There was a lot of that. This movie is basically taxi driver thrown in with King of comedy. Yeah. Um, and then a few other, and then just kind of some other stuff peppered in there. Uh, it's beautiful to look at. Really well shot. Uh, oh my god! The production design for this movie it is feels fantastic. Like... I yeah. love this Gotham City. Yeah, it looks great. I think this is exactly what Gotham City is supposed to look like. Trash everywhere, rats yep. everywhere. The most miserable, cramped, like everything's Graffiti cramped. Everywhere. All yeah. the roads are tiny. Everything feels Grungy. packed in. Yeah, that this is exactly almost like London in like the 1800s. Like, yeah, 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 that is what I think Gotham is supposed to feel like. And I think this might I, this might be the best Gotham we've seen in a movie ever in a movie. Yeah, probably. I mean, it is fant to me. I mean, the only uh, I think the other best Gotham is in the first Batman movie, the first Tim sure. Burton Batman movie. Um, And then obviously the Narrows in Batman Begins is really good. Right. And then I don't really like Gotham in the other two Dark Knight yeah, movies well, I mean, as much. It's just Chicago and right, Pittsburgh. right. But yeah. I, I just think this is the perfect look and feel that Gotham should have, especially just with the time period that it's yeah. set in. Yeah, I mean, again, like the, the between the score and the atmosphere of like the setting is is perfect. Yeah, it just immerses you completely. Yeah, that is that's all done really really well. I also think this is kind of for the same reason as Birds of Prey. I think this is a great quote unquote comic book movie to have right now. Sure. Because it it's it it'll help bring people out of kind of the uh the standard formula superhero movie that we've had over the past several years, which most of the time has been been good. Yeah. But I think this it's it's good to have something variety. else brought into it. And again, I've heard this talked about on several by several people talking about just director based films Yeah, that are a director's vision and don't necessarily have to combine to a studio or a cohesive universe story or anything like that. And I think that's exactly what's needed right now. Oh, and absolutely. I think this movie does a great job of being that right now. Yeah. I mean, it's R rated and like, the scene in his apartment where he kills the uh, the one coworker with the like the scissors, like yeah, I mean that that didn't feel like any type of comic book movie you would see now. Even even like Zack Snyder at his most violent is like yeah, this does not feel like a comic book movie. And like yeah, so it's great to have that kind of variety to kind of mix up the waters because yeah, I mean we we love Marvel, but do we get sick of the same cookie cutter, same looking colorful movie? Of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about comic books is that there, there's not just one way to do them. You know, it's, right. there's so many different stories and tones and, and artists and writers. It's like, yeah, it's like we need stuff like this. I want to talk about that hotel scene as well. That that might be my favorite scene of the movie. Cause hotel scene? No, not the hotel. The uh, the apartment scene where he, Apart- where he oh, kills yeah. a co-worker. Oh, my yeah. gosh. From start that, to finish, that... that is so good. Because so that's so Joker. Yes, yes, that was probably the only scene that felt like the Joker in the whole movie. I like, agree. He's sitting there, he's about to go on the show, on on the Mari show, and he's getting ready, painting his face, and then the co-workers come in, 
one of them's the re like the one who got him in trouble basically. Yeah, I got him fired. And and so they come in because uh, they hurt his mom. Dad. They hurt his mom. Dad. Yeah, because he had just killed his mom. And and so they come in uh, again, trying to be nice, but yeah. also the one guy is still trying to like keep himself from getting into trouble. Yeah. And so they're in there, and he just stabs the guy with scissors like twelve times. Yeah, and it is oh, it's it's so brutal. And the other guy is ter- terrified. Yeah. And they show a thing where he like locks the doors, and you're like, yeah. oh boy, something's you know this is not gonna go well. Of course. And and then he stabs the guy, and he's just sitting there in the pool of blood, and and the the dwarfer is so terrified. Of course, he's like, yeah, yeah. This is basically someone who you were friendly with killing another person you're friends with. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, you know, out of like, the blue. Yeah, yeah. and because they don't know, you know, they haven't seen anything else. This is just totally out of the blue. They know he's off, but they 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 never thought he'd be capable of something like this. No, no. And then so he's terrified, and then Arthur's just acting. Eh, everything's fine, and he didn't even mention it. And then he just no. turns and he's like, yeah, you can go. And <laughs> so the guy's still scared going to leave. And then the latch was uh, locked too high. It. And in my mind, I was like, oh, he knew it was too high and now he's going to kill him. Like That's he just did thought. that to mess with him. But then, no, he actually just forgot about it and went over and then undoes the latch for him and lets him go. And that's the Which Joker. Which is even more Joker. That's the Joker right there. It's, there's no rhyme or reason. It's, I'll kill you or I'll just give you a, a, a suitcase full of money for the hell of it. Right. It's just, ah, it's so, like, again, because, like, yeah, we're all thinking any normal person, oh, he locks the door, he's going to kill them both because, you know, the midget won't be able to reach it. But he's like, ah, I'm sorry, Charlie. He's like, I totally forgot. And then, like, he, like, kisses him on the head. And he's like, yeah. thanks for always being my friend. And it's like, that, yeah, that moment I was like, okay, that's the Joker. It's the classic triple turn because first exactly. you forget the lock was there. And so that's the first turn where you're like, oh, shoot, he locked that <laughs> other one. And then you're like, oh, he's going to kill him. And then he goes over and du- and then oh, does yeah, it. The door, yeah. So it goes the whole other other way around. And Yeah, I, I agree. That that scene to me is scream Joker more than anything else. Yeah, that was absolutely that was outstanding. That was definitely my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um. So now we can get into all the other reasons. This is not a great movie. No. Nope. Um, it's. I, 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 it's crazy because I'm seeing five stars. Like Jeremy Johns gave it yeah. awesome spectacular. Yeah, yeah, like, all these people are loving this movie, and to me, these are all the same people that love Ad Astra and love all these other movies that are like, art artsy. It's movies. not that artsy. I I know, but they think it is. It's uh, been marketed it's, as that. Yeah. And, and compared so, to all the other superhero movies, I guess technically it is. Yeah, but this this is not a great movie. One reason is we've already talked about. I mean, it's basically Taxi Driver, King of Comedy. It's just these same. It's the same story. We've seen the same story, done yeah. very similarly, with yeah. the lone crazy guy going completely berserk. Other and than other than the scene we just talked about, you know everything that's going to happen. You know that he's going to. You know that he's going to go on the late show and kill either Robert De Niro or the whole audience. Right. Um, I was hoping like, to be the whole audience. I was. I did too. I was like, oh, give us like a Dark Knight Returns. But yeah. then, I'm like, wait, he hasn't like he doesn't know anything like right. weaponry. But um, but no, like, he know that's gonna happen. The freaking the the girl from Deadpool. Oh my god, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah, me too. You knew that was fake, but yep. I mean, yeah, that's that's 
that's really one of the biggest scenes that it, that holds this movie back is that it's not that creative and there's really not a whole lot to it other than Joaquin's performance. The, all the creativity to me is in Joaquin's performance and just the way it was shot. Yeah, exactly. Same. Um, the, I don't think the script is good. I didn't think the dialogue was very good. Not really. It was very just basic. It was very. It, yeah. was, it wasn't necessarily very believable you, in a you lot, have of a lot of cases. It, it felt like of, movie dialogue. Yeah, because you have a lot of those unrealistic, just mean people who like like yeah. the guys on the subway who were just it's like oh they're Wall Street guys everybody hates Wall Street but they're like you know comically like they're harassing everybody it's like people don't really act like this like you know it's it's like class or like Thomas Wayne where he confronts him as an asshole like. It's just that very kind of convenient, unbelievable, like, everybody's jerk. Like, no, not really. Yeah. Um. Another thing which we already knew, this is not the Joker. No. Other than the one scene, there's nothing Joker at all. Even, even, not even a little bit. As great as Joaquin Phoenix is, he's not playing the Joker or any even inkling of the character of the Joker. No. Um, Which is just frustrating. Because it's like, this just seems like a movie... That was almost written beforehand, and then they were. I, I even read a quote somewhere with Todd Phillips. I don't know if it was a joke or something, but him talking like about getting Joaquin Phoenix to do the movie, and talking about how they're basically sneaking in a drama in the guise of a superhero movie or sure. or a comic book movie, and that's what it feels like. It feels like they have this movie. Of this guy going crazy, but don't know how to market it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just call it Joker and make it that character. That's yeah. what it feels like. Which I... is a shame. I would like this movie a lot more if they didn't shoehorn in, oh, this is the Joker, which it's not. But I think the problem is that if they didn't have it be the Joker, then people would see it for what it is and be like, oh, it's just Keenan Comedy mixed with Taxi Driver. I agree like, with that, too. And I think you're totally right. Where If they put the Joker on it, oh, it's this whole new thing. It's like, not really. It's not. This isn't revolutionary. It's n- nothing about that. The only thing that makes it anything is that it's a quote-unquote comic book movie done for yeah. real. But it's not a, a comic book movie because there's nothing from this character at all. No, and, and easily the, the weakest part of the movie for me, the parts I hate, is anything that has to tie with with Batman. That's yep, the had worst that stuff written down. Um Anything tied in with the Waynes is absolutely Awful. horrible. Oh, because like the only the thing that kept coming to mind was freaking Mr. Plinkett's review of Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about he's like, "Thank God we don't have that scene." You know what scene I'm talking about when we have five year old Han Solo meet baby Lin- <laughs> uh, Princess Leia and Luke for the first time. And I was like, "We have that scene in this. <laughs> yeah, we, we have do. Joker meet little." freaking bruce wayne and and thank god i was worried for a second i was like you are not making him brothers if you do that i will walk out of this theater right, right. now but luckily they don't all right i'm gonna talk about that too in just a Go second ahead. just no no in just a second because oh, oh. i want to talk about just this first so yeah everything with the waynes is done horribly and there's Awful. other than the fact that it's all just not it at all or the characters at all this is the biggest problem Probably the biggest, the probably the biggest thing problem I have with the entire movie. They're making the clear bad guys, the sympathetic protagonists. Yep. Although to be honest, Arthur Fleck's really the protagonist and the antagonist of the same movie. 
Yeah, but it's weird. It is, it is a little weird. But in general, that's the person we're following or sympathizing with. And we're making Thomas Wayne, who in not a single version is some dick asshole politician. Running for mayor. When in the world is that ever Thomas Wayne? Yeah, I was like down myself. I'm like, did, was was he trying to become mayor one issue? I'm like, what? Like, what is this? Thomas Wayne is a philanthropist billionaire who instead of just sitting back and making money is not even working in his company and still no. working as a surgeon in a free yeah. clinic in Gotham to help people. Yeah, he's a humanitarian more than a, a businessman, really. He's the polar opposite of a politician. And they're yeah. making, they basically are making the Waynes the bad guys in this movie. And and, and that's what I heard uh, when this, before this movie came out. Is that, yeah, basically in this movie, Thomas Wayne is Trump. I wouldn't, eh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but. It's not on the, it doesn't hit you over the head like, oh God, like he, like he doesn't have like lines that Trump says, but right. let's be real. It's, it's a, the billionaire who wants to now be a politician and, you know, demonizes a certain sect of the population. That's yeah. Come on. It, and I think even like Todd Phillips or somebody said that, but. It's, uh, it's irredeemably horrible and, yeah. oh, it's, it's just. It's. And then, and then they shoehorn in the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Oh, that was so. In the, in I, and, the, and, the movie. and that was that they, was the spoiler I was going to tell you about. They take a moment that is one hundred percent based on the senseless randomness of yep. how terrible Gotham is, and create it basically into just a crazy militant poor riot killing of a guy who was a dick and has it coming yeah i mean it's one tier just a little bit better than actually having the joker kill his parents it's literally the i joker. disagree i disagree i think this really? is a worse death of thompson martha wayne than even in the first batman when they have it actually be the joker as a young hitman thinks there's still a randomness to that even though yeah it's it's, it's still horrible look i i still hate that right but there's still an act of senseless randomness to it. And this isn't, this is intentional with everything else. And it's, Oh, and it's just so forced. It's so forced. It is horrible. Yeah. Like I want to find all the people who complain about seeing Thomas and Martha die in every Batman movie. We'd be like, Oh, but you love it in this movie, I guess. Cause he gave it five stars. (sighs) Yeah. that, That, yeah. Anything that has to do with, little baby Bruce or freaking Thomas Wayne. Like that's the worst part of the movie. Cause I'm like, okay, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a completely standalone thing? Because he can't help but name drop. Oh, look, it's Arkham. Right. Oh, look, it's Thomas Wayne. Like, yeah, that's, that's the stuff I hate. Cause it's basically the prequel problem where everything like gets shrunken down. Like yep. everything is, there's no like fate. and just happenstance. It's like, Oh, everybody knew each other previously and ran into each other. Yep. Oh, look, the little baby Bruce knew like that's why I hate that Gotham show. It's basically Gotham, but in this movie where yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the Joker gonna be like sixty years old by the time Batman becomes Batman? And it's like, well, that's not gonna happen. It's like, well, then why are you showing Thomas and Martha die? Why do you have a little shot of of Bruce standing in the alley at the very end? It's like, then stop. Then don't bring attention to it. I'm not gonna think about how this is gonna work with him as Batman if you don't bring up Bruce Wayne. I agree. Um, some more things with the Wayne thing. Ooh. Um, we'll talk about the, the other, the other thing in a <laughs> <Stop> second. <others. laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second because I have some <laughs> things to say. Um, I want to talk about another thing with stu- the stupidity of using Bruce Wayne in here and how he's even used wrong. In this movie, they're basically like, oh, look, he's already, he's already, you know, we see the seeds of Batman because Arthur's sitting there and he can't get him to smile. I heard, I heard a reviewer who loved this movie talk about how amazing the scene was that it's like, Arthur's trying to get Bruce to smile and he won't even do it there. So we see the seeds playing already. It's like, no, no, that's wrong. Bruce Wayne was a normal kid before the death of his parents. That's the whole point. He wasn't, oh, look, we can see the seeds of Batman before they die. He was a normal kid. Otherwise, there's no point. That's that's someone who doesn't understand Batman. Please do not let this man ever write about Batman ever again. Oh, that that's, made me. Uh, that made me angry. I yeah, because I mean, I don't remember which review it was. It was a YouTube review. But yeah, but the people who the people who love this movie are going to be able to look at anything and and tell you how it's incredible art. Where it's like, it's really not. It's well done. It's it's well shot, well made movie. But yes, it is. Really, other than that, there ain't a whole lot here. Because that was really like when like when the movie ended, I was like, okay. What what was I supposed to get out of that? Yeah, I've never I've never been more depressed after seeing a movie. Oh yeah, it's it's miserable. <laughs> and and for multiple reasons. One, the movie is just depressing and miserable. Sure. And two, for how just awful all this other stuff was. Both those reasons were reasons why I was miserable. But boy, you leave the theater feeling hopeless. Yeah, because um, like, it's like which, which is like, fine. Like that's not necessarily a bad oh. thing. Dude, Wind River is depressing as hell, and I love that movie. That is pretty, yeah, that is pretty depressing. Sicario. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. There, there are, there are plenty of them. The Gray. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. But anyway, before we get too far off that subject, got to talk about the <laughs> the attempted twist to this movie. Oh. That was just the stupidest thing, and I almost walked out of the theater as you were saying. When he reads the letter saying with it from oh. his mom that says Thomas Wayne is his father and he's his son. Yeah. I was like, I, I think I, I audibly, the theater was full. I think I audibly went, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and it was uh. just like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That's the stupidest shoehorning in of a plot I've seen since Spider-Man 3. And... And uh, Flint Marco killing Uncle Ben. I mean, it. That is the stupid. That is the stupidest thing. The The only reason the mom being a lifelong maid of the Waynes, yeah, and having an affair with Thomas Wayne, and then the. The, Oh my gosh, that was so bad. The only reason I didn't have the reaction you did is because I already knew that we were dealing with. You know, we can't trust everything that's happening because he's crazy and she's obviously obviously crazy. Right. So even though like when that first happened, I was like, no, 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 you are not going to do that. You are not going to be this stupid. Yeah. Um, but I, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, wait a minute. No, something's going to happen. She is going to be crazy, too. And yeah, thank God that happens. But it is still dumb that they even tried. Yeah. And uh, no, I, uh, to me, when you watch the movie, that's definitely what it it is that it was yeah. all just a delusion of this person. Of now, however, there's a quote that I just read from Brett Cullen. And he is saying this is his interpretation. And this is a quote. 
The backstory was that Arthur's mother had worked for Thomas in his home, and she was a beautiful woman who Thomas was attracted to, and it led to a physical relationship. Um, later in life, she's in and out of a mental of mental mental institutions, and in my mind, Thomas Wayne put her there. And this is according to Brett Cullen and his conversations with Todd Phillips. Now, let's see. He also said the idea that the Joker is an illegitimate child that didn't get anything from the Wayne family is a very compelling motivation for his no. character's hatred. No, no. This no, no, movie no, no, no. makes you feel for Arthur when you see him struggling with his mother. That is the worst couple of quotes I've ever heard in my life. Good God. And I really, I, I'm just going to continue to believe that none of that is true. No, it, if that is, then, yeah, then Tom Phillips is even dumber than I thought. Like, because that is horrible. Because and... not only not, not only does that, that make freaking Batman and Joker brothers, but then that just makes Thomas Wayne even more evil than this movie already depicted him as. Right. Good God. Yep. No. Um, so I'm just going to believe that's definitely not true. I'm I'm gonna believe they did the smart thing, which was that's just a red herring. No, he's crazy. Right. Like, because that was one of the other things I kind of liked was that because uh, as we talked about before this movie came out, I hate having the joke, the Joker having a name. You know, right, I hate him course. having a name in the backstory. Yep. Me but too. at least with him, you finding out being abandoned, and it's like okay, well, he kind of technically doesn't have a name or a family, you know, right. cause he was abandoned. So there's at least that little bit of ambiguity. And even when but... they were talking about how the crazy mom wasn't even his mom and he was right. like adopted by her. Yeah. I was so... like, okay, that's a little bit better, but still, yeah. yeah I mean, Oh God, no, I, I never want to think about that again. Yeah. Me neither. Um, I also just, I also just, again, with the whole thing, I hate this character ever being sympathetic whatsoever. That's the problem. I mean, the Joker is supposed to be the epitome of evil. That's this yes. force and not even a person. That's just like always been and is just evil personified. It's a, he's Sauron. Like yeah. he, he's that type of character. He's not I, Darth Vader. The, the thing I love about the Joker is that the, the whole ambiguity of, of his origin, you know, of there's yep. no like there's no timeline of, oh, you can see everything falling into place like the. To me, the scariest thought of the Joker is the idea that he could literally become the Joker from someone like denting his car, like just like that. He goes from normal citizen to Joker, and that's all it takes is for him to just snap. And that and to me like, is my favorite part about the Killing Joke being yes. one origin story of the Joker. One, that's not even a definitive origin story of the Joker. No. Because even in the comic, he says, I had a life once and I don't remember and I don't remember anything about it. And I prefer it to yeah. be multiple choice. Like, exactly. That's even a line in there, even though they show you a quote unquote backstory is him telling it, though. Right. It, it's it's like fr it seems to be him telling it, which he then says couldn't even might not even be real. And also another thing I like about it is the whole thing of it being the one bad day. This yep. is a totally normal – I like that – if there's a backstory to the Joker, I want it to be he's a totally normal person and something yep. happens and he totally snaps because he's the polar opposite of Batman. That's exactly. that's the whole point of the character. And this movie completely doesn't have any of that whatsoever. And so – and, and, and we knew that was going to be the problem yes, from the get-go because yes, that's yes. what happened – because like a lot of people are like, well, there's plenty of villain movies. Look at Silence of the Lambs. I'm like, no. That's not a villain like, movie. I mean, no, just because have... the villain's the most memorable character doesn't right. mean they're the protagonist. 
But that's what this movie doesn't have. It doesn't have a Jodie Foster that you can root for and be like, okay, I like Hannibal Lecter, but he's obviously evil. I don't want him to succeed. Whereas you're watching this, you're like, do I want Arthur to succeed? I don't no, because he's no, evil. I don't. So that's that's why that's why I'm like, what am I supposed to get out of this movie? There's so many parts where I'm like, okay, we're clearly supposed to like want Roofer. this to happen, but I definitely don't. No, because one, you know what it's leading to. It's leading to a, a psychopath who murders people for fun. And then it's like, okay, but then if it's sympathetic, I also don't want to feel sympathetic for him. Right. So it's just, it's his own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So that was very disappointing. And then, yeah. and so, you know, so the movie goes on and they do the whole big finale thing, which to me was just awful. Yeah, like all these people are talking about how great the, the, you know, the last scene with him being on the show is and everything. And to me, I was like, this is, I remember sitting there. I'm like, this is terrible. It was kind of tame. It was boring. And it was, it, was, it, it turned, it, it literally turned political. Well, that's the problem is that it's like not he shocking. has like political motivations of like, and I'm but not necessarily saying like, this is a political, I'm not saying that, yeah. but like the character clearly has political motivations of, oh, I'm trying to disrupt this order and get yeah. back on this society that got me. And it's like, we've seen this a million times. Yeah. Like, but it, also... it, it totally became unoriginal and took any, I thought the beginning was actually the best part of the movie, like sure. the first half. Yeah, yeah, the, I agree. The build up, and then once everything happened, it's like nothing really happened. He just became this crazy V for Vendetta anarchy exactly. character, but in a in the worst way possible. And it happened so fast with no real reasoning behind it. And then all of a sudden, the city is now rioting, and they love him. Yeah, like, I, um... and he's the hero. Of a city that's now burning to the ground because that's what we're supposed to be happy is happening. Well, the biggest problem is that the whole climax with him on the show is really not that shocking compared no. to what has previously happened. Like the the scene where he kills the three guys on the subway is more intense than him just shooting Robert De Niro on oh, TV. Oh, one hundred percent. So that's why, like, this is what it's been leading to, him just killing one more person. Again, him stabbing the one guy in his apartment is way more gruesome than just CGI blood on Robert De Niro. It's like, even, that's why he... Not even gruesome, but, like... No. Like, intense. Yeah, like, that's why he needed to kill that whole audience and then be like, Yes. Oh, we've been leading to this, okay. Because, like, but yeah, when he other... just shoots... This is the other okay. thing. This character is not believable. At once, once he becomes the quote unquote, once he becomes Joker, no, because like, he he just gets caught. Immediately. He's just a he's just a normal guy, which I know is the point of this movie, but what like this is well, he's also unintelligent. Like you see his writing, and he's, he's barely literate. He's so like, I mean, and he's an idiot. Like he's yeah. not capable of doing anything which i think was the point of the movie and i sure. think that's wrong yeah, the that's point wrong is this joker. like every man person like no the joker is a brilliant yeah. incredibly intelligent madman yeah because he literally who, gets who knows who is so smart that he knows he's crazy and yeah. and keeps himself crazy and like you, do you, this guy wouldn't be capable of killing that entire audience no, like, how would he ever escape out of Arkham? Because, like, literally, right after he ki he kills Robert De Niro, he gets arrested, and then the 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 copycats bail him out. But right. then at the end of the movie, you see he gets caught captured again. again. Yeah, so it's like 
And then, no, this and guy's then, not a mastermind. And then, even at the end, you see after he kills the counselor, sure. and then is just being, being chased. chased around by things, and it's like, yeah, that that last okay. shot was seen as like, uh, I don't get what you're you're going for here. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing in this movie. There is. I mean, I, I again, like, I don't mind because it's. I mean, it's really, it's really good because it just shows you how like detached he is from caring or society. But yeah, that that last like little scene of him in the asylum, like. It's almost like the Scooby Doo, like going back and forth. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, that was very weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm just sitting there, and I heard people talk about how incredibly powerful and incredibly emotional made them feel, like the ending shot I... of him, like white, like making the blood into a smile and everything. I'm like, oh, and I remember God. watching. It's like, why? Like, what am I supposed to be feeling during this? That's am like, I supposed to, to me... be feeling inspired? That's terrifying. Yeah, to... Yeah, to me, that's like Zack Snyder reading over, like reading too much into the imagery. Like, you're giving this movie too much credit. Like, again, because yeah, it's like, what am I as a not crazy, not violent human being supposed to get out of this movie? Like, which is another th- reason why I like Tarantino so much. Is yeah, I lo- there was a quote where someone was talking about something I think in Kill Bill, and he was just like, "You're reading way too far into this." Yeah, they just that's, that's they just die, point. or he says something like that. I was like, yeah. "Yes, thank you." He gets it. It's yeah. a movie. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. It would have been interesting to see someone like Tarantino handle a movie like this. I feel like it would have been at least a little bit more that kind of like self aware, and uh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. One shot as far as that goes, I liked the shot right after he kills the subway guys and runs away and locks himself in the bathroom. Yeah, that's a great one. I have no idea what was going on there. No. But I thought that was awesome. I, I, I mean, I, I assume it was just him, like, kind of basking in the feeling of, like, Which, you know, how me, great that, it was. That's another scene that felt like the Joker. Sure. Yeah. There, there were a couple of moments, of course, like we, like we've talked about, where it's like that just feels anything that just felt really because there wasn't a whole lot of random to this movie. Not really. No. And so those couple of scenes that really felt random was like, okay, that 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 feels like the Joker. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, definitely that scene, the bathroom scene, and the apartment scene are like, yeah, the ones that stand out. The rest of it, it's just some crazy guy. I don't know, trying to get back in society, really. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really all I have about the movie. Again, even though we don't really like this movie, and I don't like villain movies and all that, I think it's good that we're getting yeah. movies like this coming out. I think, and and I think this is clearly is going to do really, really well. At oh, least yeah. in the first weekend, I know I'm pretty sure it set a record for Thursday. I, I know it passed Venom. It, it's it's gonna make a crap ton of money. It, it'll 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 get close to a billion, which for an R-rated movie is gonna be pretty. I don't impressive. know. I don't know if it'll get close to a billion. I don't know if it'll go that far. I think but it will. I definitely. It's definitely gonna do well, and I think I think that's a good thing. Sure. I think it's good. I think these type this type of movie this type of even though it's not a comic movie no. and and I mean a, not a comic movie. Because it's literally not any character from a comic book. Oh. But uh, even though that, I think it's good for quote unquote comic book movies to yeah. go in this direction. Just in the future, the only thing I'm worried about is I'm worried that because of this movie, it'll be like, oh, we don't even have to use the actual characters who we put on the the title. Exactly. That's right. what I'm worried about. Yeah. Um. I mean. So I hope in the future I, I, we can I, get I, movies worried... like this, but that actually are the character they claim to be. Unlike yeah. this, so yeah, I mean, 
I'm worried about that too, but I mean, I was also worried that after Logan, it was going to be nothing but R-rated superhero movies, and that really hasn't happened. So that's another thing. I won't. don't want us to just have nonstop R-rated movies because I think that's wrong too. No, but I, I am glad that this movie kind of like it, it doesn't ca- shamelessly cater to kids like so many oh, movies sure, now do because sure. that's where all the money is. So I'm glad we have it in that regard because it is violent. There's plenty of language, but um, but yeah, it's, I mean. I don't need, I don't, because, like, what other, like, superhero villain would you do this for? Like. Well, they've uh, already done it with Venom. They're already going to do it oh with freaking God. Morbius. Like, they're. Oh, God, you're right. to be oh. fair, Morbius isn't necessarily a villain. No, and uh, you can argue that Venom isn't either. No, but no, no, no. But Morbius is less of a villain than Venom is. Uh, to me, Venom is still a, a villain. Venom uh, is I a villain. So. And yeah. I think Morbius is not a straight, okay. a straight villain. Um, Morbius is definitely the def- I think the definition of an anti-hero. God, that's so awkward that Jared Leto is playing Morbius and now Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker. Like, what? That is weird. That is very strange. Yeah. But uh, God, now I'm just sad because we have that movie coming. Yeah. Did you hear? I heard a rumor that they're gonna do a Doctor Doom movie, and that pisses me off too. Yeah, they've been talking about it, but I don't think it will. Now that I think that was that was mainly in talks when Fox still owned it, because again, they're just trying to like. How can we keep the rights to all these characters? I hope so, because Doctor Doom is my favorite comic book char- villain of all time, and but he should not be in a standalone Doctor no, Doom movie. This is, I I this think is half the story. To be f- to be fair, if there is a villain who I think it could maybe work for, I it might be Doctor Doom, um, because he have a, he has enough of a backstory with him being the ruler of a country and him being raised by gypsies and the magic thing. Like, he has enough, but still, his origin is tied in directly with Reed Richards, so... Yeah, and he, and he just he, he, he can't be your protagonist. I, no, I, I, I agree. Um, no, I totally agree. So, I, I wish we had a movie that focused on Doctor Doom, but it was a Fantastic sure. Four movie. Like, I, I think about the Joker. Like, the Joker would be awesome, like, if we actually finally got that live-action Batman series, I hope we'll one day get. And, like, this this would be, like, a great just one-off episode of, like, right before the Joker does something big and kills some major character, you get, like, a quick, like, what-if scenario about his backstory. Like, like Lost would do that a lot of times. Like, right before, yeah. like, a big, uh, the big crescendo, they would do, like, a throwaway episode and show this character, like, how they got there. And, like, it'd be cool to do something like that, but not a whole freaking movie where, again, yeah. we have no one that we're really kind of, like, able to root for and, like, identify with as a character, like Jodie Foster and Silence of the Lambs or whatever. So, yeah, so just making it a whole movie where the villain is your main character is, like, oh, I don't want to root for you, but I guess I have to. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see a Fantastic Four movie come out and be done well. And then yeah. in the second one, I want it to be all about Doctor Doom. And we see all the backstory of Doctor Doom and the we'll tie into Fantastic Four. After we've already established the Fantastic Four, we then yeah. can focus the whole second movie on Doctor Doom, but well, it's still Fantastic Four. Well, look at Infinity War. Infinity War is basically Thanos' movie. Yes, yes. I want that with Doctor Doom. Exactly. Exactly that. Yes, yeah. you're you're totally right. That yeah. is what I want with Doctor Doom because That's he deserves it. it and the character's strong enough and awesome enough and has enough backstory that it would work amazingly. Yeah. I just worry about Marvel pulling that off now because apparently we're getting Black Magneto or something. Ugh. Oh, great. Yeah. That's a different talk. That is a different talk. 
So yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I think. I think we pretty much covered everything. It's not ultimately. It's it's exactly what we expected. Yeah. Like to a T. Well done for sure. sure. Well made. Production great. Cinematography great. Um, Directing the directing is done is really well. The acting is great. Great. Of course, Walking Phoenix, fantastic. Yeah, but maybe his best role. Um, This is not the Citizen Kane of comic book movies like people are calling it. No, this is not a good movie. No, it is a well-made movie, but it is not a good movie. No, Um, and it is an absolutely non-existent Joker movie, and and a completely unnecessary movie. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Um, so positives: Joaquin Phoenix, movie making, yeah, couple of scenes, apartment scene, bathroom scene, and then just the fact that this is a good direction for comic quote-unquote comic book movies to take take this is taking a risk you know yes 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 it is and that i do respect the last jedi is not taking a risk like other marvel stuff even as wacky as is not taking a risk this is taking a risk yep and does not hit in our opinion but that's fine again that's that's fine fine. i don't hate this movie no Um, i hate parts of it parts of it i deeply hate but as a whole thing and like this is definitely not a movie that I hate being made. I'm glad it was made. No. Um, and it's fine. Will I see it again? Probably not. No. But no, uh, yeah, I, I have no interest in watching this movie again. Yeah, me neither. But anyway, that's. I think we've said everything. I think so. We've we've we needed to say about this. Yeah, I feel good about that. So, uh, yeah, that are that's our thoughts on Joker by Todd Phillips with Joaquin Phoenix just come out. Question. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think we'll get a sequel if this movie makes Game Busters? No. No. I hope not. No. I think 100% no. And uh, no. I mean, th- there's no chance Walking Phoenix would do this again. I, I think I, I think that's definitely true because he is very picky about his, yep. his scripts. But now we run into the other problem of this movie is that are we just going to have another Joker for the new Batman then? I I guess so. And to so be honest. What, like Whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I'm fine with that because yeah, it, it makes sense. But now we have like five Jokers in in ten years. Like, also, <sighs> we also have like a million Batman now at this point too. So I guess, I guess yeah. that's whatever. Why not? That's fine. Why not? That, and that that doesn't bother me as much. But um, anyway, so yeah, that's Joker. So thanks for listening to Movie Swap and. Uncaped Crusaders review. And uh, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review, um, where we talk about different stuff and post all the links to all the episodes and everything like that. Uh, keep up with what's going on and let you guys know what type of stuff we're doing coming up. I know we said we were going to do Justice League Doom this week, but we were, this took precedence, we, we, were too, yeah. we were too dumb. To be like, oh yeah, Joker comes out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't cross our minds. Yeah, so that was pretty dumb. So uh, I guess we'll do that next week. At this point, I feel like we shouldn't even say we're going to do the next week because we have no idea. Yeah, but, you'll find uh, out. Yeah, yeah, you'll find out. But I think that's what we're going to do next week. But you'll have yeah, to yeah. you have to tune in to actually find out. So there's Please, the incentive, yeah. I guess. Um, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, leave us a review on iTunes and a rating there. Apple Podcasts, that always helps. You follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
That was Joker. Yeah. Thanks so was. much for listening. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.